What is up, everyone, and welcome to the very monumental 20th episode of the All Access Sports Podcast. Um, I'm Sam. Aiden and Andrew have joined me today, and we are going to be talking about the NFL um, going through, what was it, week 13? Discussing week 13 and everything that happened in it, and then we're also going to have some game picks for week 14 for you guys. So um, should be should be a fun episode, and um, as we just witnessed, all of us just saw the Washington football team um, took down the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, we'll cover this game a little bit later, but what were your thoughts about this one? Yeah, uh, definitely a crazy game. Uh, Steelers aren't as good as, as everyone said, as I've been saying. Um, I mean, obviously the Steelers were without James Conner, but uh, Antonio Gibson got hurt in like the what beginning of the first quarter. Mm-hmm. So both teams were without their star running backs, but um, I mean, I don't think Washington's a better team, but I just think Steelers are so overrated. I don't even think they're uh, contenders. Yeah, and going on with what Andrew said, uh, I just think that Washington, I mean, we all know they're not the better team than the Steelers, but they definitely showed that they, like, they just really, like, outfought um, Pittsburgh offense and defense. I mean, they just drove down the field when they needed it at the perfect times. But really just the Steelers – uh, is I think their second loss um, ever at Heinz Field um, after being up like f- I think above 14 points and losing the lead and losing the game so that's pretty crazy but history has been made and the football team ends the perfect season and it's kind of funny because I mean Washington was like I guess you could say the joke of the league based on um, obviously all the developments that happened leading into the season and the Steelers were, if you will, the hottest team in the league just because of their record. But um, it's just funny to see that the team that everybody's making fun of can beat the team that everybody is obsessed with. So um, just a good win for Washington. And like I said, we'll kind of break that one down a little bit later. Um, let's start Sunday, 1 o'clock slot. We'll, let's start with Andrew's team. The Saints march into um, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and take down the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, Andrew, what did you see from the Falcons and why couldn't they get it done? Yeah, I mean, that all starts when, um, like, the Falcons could get in the scoring position, but we just can't kick the field goal every time. And, um, you know, I'm not as impressed with Matt Ryan as I've been. I mean, the Saints defense is obviously amazing, not allowing a touchdown in, like, the past, like, 30 drives or something. It was, it was like, a crazy streak. Um, but definitely not one of our best offensive games. And uh, I think Matt Ryan and Todd Gilly just got to get us in the end zone more. Yeah, and I know that uh, Young Way Koo is probably the best kicker in the league, but uh, there's points when you just really can't rely on him, uh, I feel like, on most of your points. And like you were saying, like you guys had 70 yards on the, ru- on the run game. So, I mean, that's kind of difficult to win a ball game, uh, especially against a, a tough team like the Saints. And it's kind of weird because Taysom Hill got his first touchdown of his career, passing touchdown. But, um, yeah, overall, I mean, it was kind of a tough game for both teams. I mean, just kind of a, a mitt and grit game. But um, overall, the Saints were able to win. Um, and I, I've heard some arguments saying, like, if Todd Gurley was fully healthy, then they would have had a better chance to win this game. But – when you look at it, the Saints have the most stout run defense in the league, and um, 
just because Gurley wasn't at full health doesn't mean he was going to be able to get anything going against a, a team with such a great run defense. And um, that definitely showed in this game. You know, I kind of I, I saw a stat the other day that I think it was the Saints are either 9-0 and or 10-0 and in the last two years without um, Drew Brees starting, and then they're like 15-5 and with him. And um, I just think that's uh, – take what you will from that stat, but I just think it's pretty interesting to see. Yeah, for sure. And obviously, Drew Brees is a, is a center of this franchise. I mean, not for long. I mean, they're still figuring out who their future quarterback is going to be. Um, but, yeah, Saints have, have a really good team outside of the QB. So, I mean, I don't think the QB is the issue. Uh, but going back to what, what you were saying about the Gurley thing, I mean, Gurley, Gurley is like our go-to touchdown guy. And, I mean, it obviously hurt not to have him. I mean, it, it was only a five-point game. But in reality, like, it didn't really feel like a five-point game. Like, they were like – they were ahead of us the whole game, and it, it just felt like two-possession game the whole game, and it felt like it was hard to come back from. Yeah, and speaking of a game that seemed – well, the scoreboard shows that it's a lot closer than it really was, was my uh, Tennessee Titans lost to the Cleveland Browns 41-35. to I was actually in attendance in Nashville for this game and um, just not impressed at all and quite an embarrassing loss, if you ask me. Um, Aiden, what were your – what were your thoughts on this game? You know, just really interesting performances by both teams. Uh, you look at the Browns first. I mean, they started off really hot. At one point, they were up 38-7. to And then, I mean, you can kind of throw out the second half or what happened in the second half because they had, like, no idea what to ha- to do in the second half because they've, like, there's, the amount of times that they've had that immense lead against a, a, a pretty, like, tough team like the Titans. I mean, they just didn't know what to do and kind of almost fell apart, but – in the end, just the, the really first half performance, just we were able to cap, they just really um, help them capitalize and win the game. But um, overall, just I'm really impressed by Baker Mayfield, uh, four touchdowns. Um, Derrick Henry probably could have seen a little bit more because he only had four yards per carry, and I know one possession he was stopped in the goal line. Um, but overall, just a really interest or a really good performance by the Browns. Yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, like Sam said, the score doesn't really reflect it because it was like, what, 38-7 at one point? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Baker, like, Baker in the first half was, like, the Baker everyone expected out of college. Like, the star QB, top five QB in the league, that type of stuff. But um, I was actually really impressed with Tannehill. I mean, Ryan Tannehill has been, like, kind of underrated his whole career just because it's like, oh, uh, all, all the Titans do is give it to Derrick Henry. But Tannehill was the person who led, this back in, who led them back in the game. And uh, obviously, Derrick Henry didn't have his best game. But, I mean, being down 31 is really tough to, to come back and try to make a comeback. Yeah, and it really goes to show that, I mean, as good as Tannehill can be, uh, um, the only thing that um, really matters is the fact that his defense is absolutely holding him back. And you can't, spot a, you can't get spotted 31 points in the first half and expect to win games. Like, it just doesn't work like that. And when – you're not making any adjustments based on um, the things that you're seeing in the first half from the other team. Um, it's just a, a huge problem. And a lot of that goes to the fact that Vrabel never hired a defensive coordinator. And it's seeming like we continue to see these issues just further and further themselves each and every week. And it actually seemed like things were kind of looking up last week against the Colts, but um, feels like we're back to square one with this just crappy defense and just no adjustments made at all and it's just impossible to watch um 
especially from a fan's perspective. Uh, let's move on. Um, Aiden, your team, the Detroit Lions, with a great comeback against the Trubisky-led Bears. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts from this one? Well, you know, just a lot of grit from the Lions. Uh, after being down, I think, more than a touchdown lead, they were able to uh, come back from two touchdowns and score in less than like like a minute, I'm pretty sure, because of the Trubisky fumble. But really, it just started in the beginning of the game. The run defense – or the run defenses for the the Lions. And I, I think the Bears defense in general, too, just – they both didn't really play that great uh, in the entire game. Uh, especially the Lions run D like I, I Montgomery had a day and I just, he just kept pounding the, the ball on the run. And then Chicago wasn't able to uh, successfully run the ball in the end, which was kind of clutch for the Lions. but really just uh, a lot of respect to or not respect, just uh, like Marv looking at Marvin Jones. He had a real, like a really, um, I was really impressed with him, his performance uh, just because the run game AP was kind of struggling. He had only had like fit, I think like it was like 60 yards or less than 60 yards on the, on the run. Um, but really just the grit and without Patricia and uh, Daryl Bevel is just a great W to start his uh, debut or just a great debut. Yeah. And this Lions team was super injured. I mean, obviously it was the first game without Patricia, but you still had uh, DeAndre Swift out and Kenny Galladay. And obviously, they just cut Marvin Hall. So that's three starters who, who were out for this game on offense. They still scored 34 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it was just an overall good performance by them. And um, it really goes to show. And I can just tell your frustration just talk, checking in with you each and every week. It's just so frustrating to see this team. Like, one week you're coming back and beating a team that you should beat. Um, and then a few weeks earlier, you get 24-0'd by a team that really hasn't shown to be consistent at all. So um, I, I can definitely see your frustration, and I would be absolutely just upset if I were a Lions fan, um, even though it was a great win this week. Yeah, for sure. And just all these great performances by um, just kind of like not as well-known players. Like I know Quintez Cephas, the rookie out of Wisconsin, had a, a big touchdown that cut the lead, or actually might have tied the game. But – in the early on in the game, but just a lot of really good performances by like players that don't have inexperience on um, playing in the NFL or playing in the NFL just in general. But overall uh, I was really pleased and hopefully we can continue it, but we play green Bay next week. So I don't know if that'll happen. Yeah, no doubt. And let's move on to the dolphins taking down the Bengals. Uh, obviously a Joe Burrow less Bengals. This would have been a very fun matchup had, Joe Burrow obviously not gotten hurt a few weeks ago, but um, Andrew, what did you see from the Dolphins, and what are their cha- what would you say their chances are of getting into the playoffs? Yeah, I mean, I think their playoff hopes are very likely at this point, obviously being eight and four. Um, but like, man, like their defense has been so good. I mean, the past uh, two weeks they, they've allowed less than two touchdowns, seven and three. So I mean, that's just really really impressive by itself. And you know, two is not playing as well as he like as like his college self or like, or guys like Herbert, like, but like, I think this Miami Dolph, um, Miami Dolphins defense is just carrying them so hard right now. And I mean, eventually um, the Dolphins are going to need to score uh, 25, 30 a game, especially in the playoffs when you're playing teams that are uh, borderline elite. Yeah. And you're looking at Miami's D they were able to uh, capitalize on defensive side. Uh, and they allow less than 200 yards on the um, offense, which really just 
helped them win this game and allowed seven points to Bengals team without a couple of key players. But yeah, like you were saying, like 19 points isn't going to cut it against probably better teams. And if they're looking to make the playoffs and make some sort of run, I feel like the offense just cannot get carried by the defense. But I mean, Tua didn't have a, he had a pretty decent game, only had a touchdown, 296 passing yards. But uh, you just you gotta really capitalize on some moments. I because I always remember watching the game. There are just some of these key plays they just missed out on. Uh, yeah, and this Dolphins team just like like you said, Andrew, their defense just continues to be great. And um, other than obviously the Broncos game a few weeks ago, it just seems like each week this team um, can afford to not play very well on offense and. Obviously, putting up 19 points against the Bengals isn't spectacular by any means, but with their defense playing so well and forcing so many turnovers, um, it just feels like this offense can afford to not always be right on their stride and playing up to speed every single snap and stuff. So um, it's definitely a good recipe, especially for a rookie quarterback like Tua, and I think he'll find success in this offense. Yeah, and I'm looking at his defense like – Sure, like the Dolphins have have an amazing defense, like I was saying, but like their top performances, their top performances have been against bad teams. I mean, they gave up thirteen to the Jaguars, uh, shut shut out the Jets, uh, gave up three to three to three to the Jets, and then gave up seven to the Bengals. So, so I mean, I think this upcoming week is where uh, the Dolphins' defense is really tested against a really good Chiefs team. So I'm definitely excited to see that matchup this week. Yeah, and it should be potentially a preview of maybe an AFC wildcard matchup. Who knows at this point, but definitely a possibility. Uh, let's move on. Um, a game. We don't have to talk too much about it, but the Jags nearly pulled one out over the Vikings. Um, are the Vikings – I mean, they're, they're in the hunt, and they're actually in the playoffs as of now, but are they a playoff team by any means to you, Aiden? Uh, no, and looking at really, I mean, I'm not going to base all my argument based off of last week, but, uh, I just really have had concerns since they've started one in five, obviously. And I know they've had a little of a winning streak recently, but kind of look, just looked really scary against J- uh, Jacksonville, who in fact, uh, made so many mistakes. I felt like, and they were, they lost by three. So if any of those mistakes probably went, um, their direction, this ball game could have been way different. Wouldn't have been an overtime and they probably would have been able to get their second one of the year. Um, but yeah, just a lot of concerns with uh, the Vikings and I think they just need to be better. Yeah. And this Vikings team, I mean, sure they've been on a win streak and all, but I mean, I'm not really impressed by them, man. I mean, obviously um, this playoffs is going to be weird, but I mean, I don't think the Vikings are a playoff team. I mean, at the beginning of the year, like they were definitely super talented, but then, uh, they they gave up um, Yannick and Gakwe, and that was a that was a big piece piece of the team. I mean, Yannick's not having his best season, but he's still having a solid season. And uh, sure, the Vikings are, are six and six, but I mean, they started off one and five, and like people can't forget that. Like this team is so up and down. I mean, it really just depends on the week on how they play. Yeah, and I would argue that they really only have one solid performance in a game over this win streak, and that would be the. Uh... Um, win in Green Bay where they obviously pounded the ball with um, Dalvin Cook but their last four games include a squeaker at uh, Soldier Field beating the Bears by six they lost at home to the Andy Dalton Cowboys then they came back barely to beat the Panthers by one and then obviously this overtime game went over the Jags both of those being at home 
So I'm just not impressed with this team. And, um, you know, Kirk Cousins, people, I've heard people say that, like, um, you know, he, he, he's good and he's a guy that you can trust to lead your team and lead your offense. But ultimately, if Dalvin Cook isn't going and isn't hitting his stride on every single run, then this offense is pretty stagnant. And we've seen that over the past few weeks. Yeah, and I would feel good if I was a, a Arizona Cardinal fan or a Niner fan just looking outside because they're sitting right outside the playoff hunt um, with Minnesota being tied uh, with the seventh spot with the Cardinals. But so just looking at the uh, playoff hunt and looking at the Cardinals and the Niners, they're sitting right outside of the Vikings spot at the seventh seed. But just looking at them, uh, if the Vikings are still um, unable to really just capitalize on with like to see these lower tier teams and uh, when they face greater tier teams, um, like being an Arizona Cardinal fan and a Niner fan is going to be good because they have a great chance to make the playoffs uh, knowing the Vikings' outcomes. Yeah, I mean, going back to what Sam said about the Vikings thing and now Kirk Cousins, I mean, one of my friends is a diehard Vikings fan. And, like, I'd say six, five or six weeks, weeks ago, he was Photoshopping Justin Fields and, like, Trevor Lawrence into Vikings jersey just playing – being like, oh, Kirk Cousins isn't it. Like, Kirk Cousins is gone after this year. And then now now that the Vikings are finally winning, I mean, like, this dude's, like, obsessed with Kirk Cousins. He's just talking about, like, how Kirk Cousins is a top three quarterback or top five quarterback. So, I mean, yeah, I, the Kirk Cousins is super on and off, and the Vikings just can't have that. I mean, the, the Vikings haven't really found a consistency out of, outside of Dalvin Cook. Yeah, let's move on. The Raiders sneak out with a win over the Jets, 31-28. to 28. Just – uh a game that resulted in the firing of Greg Williams, the Jets defensive coordinator. Who wants to start with this one? And just let's only talk about the last sequence of events. We'll start yeah. with you, Andrew. I'll start. Um, my question is, why are the Jets blitzing, what was it, like five or six, maybe even seven? Leaving that player in like a single coverage, like even I know better. Like I don't like – I don't even play football. Like I, I just play Madden. And every time, like, there's, like, seven seconds left and that, that team has to go for a Hail Mary, I'm running prevent and Madden. So, I mean, it, it, it's simple. Like, I don't, I don't know why you're trying to complicate and blitz and, like, make, mix up the schemes to throw them off. Especially with the Jets' um, personnel. I mean, you, you just can't have that with, with your corners not being that good. Yeah, and to quote Rex Ryan, uh, what, how he thought about the, uh, the final play, it was literally the dumbest call ever. I mean, the I was pr- pretty sure – they sent seven to blitz and they ran a cover zero. So no, there was no safeties back and they were running a man manned up with Henry Ruggs. And I mean, you just, you, you, everyone knows what happened. It was really one of the dumbest calls. And I don't think anyone like I, cause again, I play mad just like Andrew and Sam. I mean, you're going to run, per, you're going to run prevent. I mean, you're trying, if you're trying to get a sack or a fumble recovery on a hail Mary, that just doesn't make any sense. Yeah, there is no proper explanation for that. And obviously, the Jets front office felt this way too because they fired Greg Williams, defensive coordinator. I'm sure, I'm sure the, um, the GM and such were on a call with Williams shortly after that happened just trying to get answers on why in God's name he would think that was a good idea. But uh, maybe, I mean, conspiracy theory is maybe they did it on purpose. Um, but if they would have done it on purpose, then wouldn't have Williams have known that his job would have been gone? Uh, it would have been – I don't know. It just It's just hard to figure out and just ridiculous. I I mean, 
I don't know. I'm I'm taken aback. Yeah, I think uh, Williams already knew that his job was gone. So, I mean, obviously they're what, 0-13 now? 0-12? So, I mean, regardless, their, um, their season's over. So, I mean, it could be um, to get a better draft pick, but obviously they're already the first draft pick as of right now. So, I wouldn't see why, why they would do that. But still, uh, it's, just, it's, it's just a really bad play. Yeah, at this point, it's just are they? It's just a big question ball. Like, are, are they even trying? Like, if, are they even playing to win at this point? I mean, I obviously know they have. They're sitting at the number one pick currently. If they continue to lose out, but I mean, that's just not a winning play. It's just not a winning mentality from the from Greg Williams and what he's shown in the last play. Yeah, and if you want to make it so obvious that you're trying not to win, then why even compete and? be in that situation in the first place like just it doesn't add up and I'm I'm I don't know I'm kind of offended by it to be honest another game I'm offended by Deshaun Watson fumbles at the two-yard line to basically gag that game against the Colts Um, obviously big division game as a Titans fan and I am pretty upset with the result Uh, Aiden um, the Colts I mean, it's two out of the last few weeks now. Is this team really good, or have they just gotten very lucky? I think it's a mix of both. I mean, it's definitely not a case of, like, the Vikings. But at this time, they're they're still showing a lot of, uh, a lot of like, just risks. And I feel like um, against the Texans, it really showed it. Uh, one of my friends is a Colts fan just said that we easily should have lost this game if it hadn't of, – if Deshaun Watson hadn't fumbled in the last play. And he said a lot of plays, like he said this, I'm, I'm quoting him. He said that there was a lot of plays that just uh, went the other direction for the Texans. And if one of them uh, went the other way, then I, he felt like the Colts would have definitely lost. But uh, really just looking at the Colts, their defense was able to really just uh, overcome and really just continue to pound the teams like the Texans. Uh, Philip Rivers had a, a decent game. Jonathan Taylor was pretty good. T.Y. Hilton actually had a, a nice game for your fantasy owners, but yeah, just, I don't know. It's kind of weird. It's definitely not like the Vikings, but uh, Colts just need, they need, they need work, but I mean, they're, they're okay right now. Yeah. And my question is who is Deshaun Watson throwing the ball to? I mean, I've never heard, heard of their leading receiver who had what, like 140 yards. I mean, obviously uh, Will Fuller just got the news that he's suspended and then you got guys like Brandon Cooks, who's out, and then um, they just cut Kenny Stills. So, I mean, that, that's your top three receivers going to the year. And obviously, they traded DeAndre Hopkins. So, that's your top four targets on the year. So, I mean, not, now you're just throwing the practice squad members at this point. So, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Deshaun Watson wants out. And everyone's seen the video of him um, just really frustrated after the Colts game. Yeah, and, um, I mean, like you said, this is a great point. It's second and – goal from the two and you have zero receivers that are viable at all other than cooks but um why are you in shotgun it makes no sense just pound the ball three times if you lose on fourth and one from the one then you lose like just pound the ball just do whatever you need um and don't be in shotgun there especially on second down it just makes zero sense and another frustrating frustrating loss uh, as a a Colts opposer. Yeah, you just got to give your team a, a chance to win at that point. I mean, run a gun on the two-yard line. I mean, 
I understand Duke, or uh, David Johnson did not have the game of his life. Obviously, he only had uh, 40 yards. But, I mean, you got to give the dude a chance and give the team a chance. And the best chance is to run the ball. Instead, they make a mistake from not making the, the simple play. Yeah, no doubt. Um, up next, let's talk about the Rams taking down the Cardinals. Um, I was the only one in the group to pick this win. Um, obviously, I had a crappy week, but um, I had a worse one though. Yeah, I know. But the Rams currently sit in first place after a Seahawks loss. Are they real contenders or not? I feel like I always ask you guys this because it changes every week. Uh, looking at the West for the NFC. And looking at the Seahawks' performance, I think they have a legit chance to uh, make a decent run in the playoffs. At least make the playoffs. I think they have a good chance. Just looking at the Seahawks, uh, Jared Goff just definitely shook off um, uh, his la- his last performance and really just bounced back with a a great game com- with throwing over 351 yards and a, a touchdown, a great win against the Cardinals. Uh, Sean McVay just I I was looking at a press conference he had and he just put a lot of faith into. Uh, his fifth-year quarterback, and just they were able to pull off a, a pretty tough W, which was really crucial in this tight division. Yeah, and I was definitely impressed by this Rams team. And, uh, you know, Kyler Murray didn't have his best night, but uh, I, I was really shocked with uh, Goff's comeback. I mean, obviously, like Aiden said, didn't have the best week last week. I mean, only threw for one touchdown, but, I mean, 351 yards against a good Cardinals defense, that's really impressive. Yeah, and um... – I think this Rams defense, in my opinion, is turning into the best in the league. And that's a lot of stuff. That's a lot of high praise for them. But if we're being honest, like this game was 38-21. to 21, And the Cardinals kind of scored a garbage time touchdown, which really didn't matter. And this defense has just looked so good. And um, last year, there was a ton, of, a ton of hope for them being good, obviously, because of all the, the names they had. And Obviously, it didn't work out as well missing the playoffs and stuff, but it seems like they've rebounded quite nicely this year uh, under Wade Phillips and um, just uh, a great outing from them. And I continue to be impressed by them. And similarly to the Dolphins, I don't think Goff needs to do all that much in order for this team to win because the defense always gets them set up in good position. Um, as I mentioned earlier, the Seahawks with a terrible loss at home. I don't know if you'd say terrible because the Giants are kind of rolling, but um, seventeen to twelve, Andrew. What do you see from what do you see from the Giants, the team that seems like you've kind of gotten a, a knack for a knack for? Yeah, I mean, I just don't think they're good. I mean, Sam said they're rolling. Uh, I'd like to debate that. I mean, that, that there's no excuse that the Seahawks lose to this Giants team. I mean, you got Colt McCoy starting at quarterback. I mean, it's not like Daniel Jones is there, and Daniel Jones is super talented, me, but hasn't hasn't had his best days there yet. So, I mean, yeah, just super embarrassing for the Seahawks. I mean, they pretty much had the division wrapped up uh, with, <clears throat> with their upcoming schedule and just uh, beating the, the Rams in that game. They could have easily won the division, but now now they're in for a dogfight. Yeah, and the Giants being a double-digit underdog and traveling to Seattle, one of the toughest places to play in, in all football, just were able to hold the Seahawks to 12 points, a powerful offense, and – really just really able to capitalize on that. Um, after starting 0-5, there was, like, lots of doubt, like, tons of doubts that they would even make the playoffs, obviously. For any team, if you're going defeated, there's literally, like, a really low chance to make the playoffs. Um, but this Giants team has just really tried to – they've just really gritted out this last couple of weeks. 
Um, I mean, overall, I think they're a very good defensive team. Offense needs a little work. I think there were some opportunities where they could have capitalized a little bit better. Um, but the defense, I mean, if they're holding a powerful offense like the Seahawks to 12 points at a, at a, on, on the road, um, that's pretty good. Yeah, and um, I don't know. I, I <laughs> This team is just so gritty. And um, I, on the other side of things, like the Seahawks just can't seem to figure out some sort of consistency. Um, they remind me a lot of the Titans, actually, because it seems like – each week, whenever one team wins, the other team wins. And whenever one team loses, the other team loses. So um, just, I don't know, just a bad loss for them, a bad look for them more than anything, just from a, a media perspective. And it seems like everything is just laid out for them and that they have just a great shot to just flourish on offense. And they did that a lot early, but we haven't really seen that same sort of system uh, over the past couple of weeks. And that's really shown based on how they've started to lose more games than they had been. Also, what a performance by Wayne Goldman and the Giants. Just really was a, a key factor in this big win against Seattle. Just had to add that. Yeah, no doubt. Super impressed with him. I mean, obviously, everyone thought the – like someone mentioned, I forgot. They are saying after the Giants started 0-5, there's basically no doubt. Um, I mean, no hope. Um, but obviously, they've had tons of injuries. I mean, obviously, they're Saquon. But, I mean, Daniel Jones, too. I mean, that's that's the cornerstone of their franchise for the future. So, I mean, to have a guy like Colt McCoy come in um, and beat a team like the Seahawks is just super impressive. Yeah, no doubt. Um, with the win over the Seahawks, they take another step over the Philadelphia Eagles, who just lost 30-16. to 16. Um <laughs> Let's talk about the whole Wentz Hurts saga. Who wants to start with that? Uh, I'll go ahead. Uh, really, I mean, just looking at both of the quarterbacks, and I remember watching an interview from Doug Peterson last week on the quarterback situation of Wentz and Hurts, and he said it wasn't the quarterbacks' um, problem, or it wasn't the problem, or that yeah, the problem was not on the quarterbacks; it was on the people that were surrounding him. And I think I can, you can give blame to the people around him, but you also have to give some blame to, to Wentz. Hasn't really been performing to uh, what he should be playing, um, especially as a, a big pick. Or a, a, they used a, a really good pick on him. Um, and they've, ha they've had a, couple, a lot of trust with him, but really just overall, I mean, in the last, especially this year, he's just really disappointed. And I thought it was a good time to get the, or pull the cord and really just – uh, look for Jalen Hurts, and he had a, a pretty decent game, I guess, for a debut. He had a pick, but he also had his first career touchdown, but I don't even know. I mean, you could start both quarterbacks. I mean, if you want to develop Hurts, you could start him, but, like, I mean, the quarterback situation and everything in general for the Eagles is terrible. Yeah, and all the Eagles fans went crazy after that first play that Hurts had. It was like a 35-yard game. Like, all, it, it seemed like all the Eagles fans on social media converted to to the hurt side in the conversation. Yeah, I, it's funny with that. Um, Aiden, you kind of mentioned earlier how, like, Peterson said that it wasn't the quarterback's fault, it, and it, was, um, it wasn't the quarterback's fault, and it was the people around him who should be at fault. And you sort of agree with that. I would actually lean towards the other side of things. Like, if, how, how come if they're starting Wentz, 
they get down 23 to three, if I'm correct. But then when they put in Hertz, who, I mean, they're kind of similar in style. They both like to, to use their legs and they can escape the pocket. How come Hertz uh, was able to, you know, get some points on the board? I guess one reason for that is because uh, the Packers really didn't have any film on him and they weren't really sure what he, he could do and stuff. But um, just something that I think is pretty interesting for Peterson to say. And um, I, I mean, it's not like Hertz is known to be a better thrower than Wentz by any means. So just interesting to see him say something like that. Yeah, I mostly agree with Peterson or not. No, I, I kind of agree with Peterson, but at the same time, I feel like Wentz really just need to, to step up. Um, Cause you, I mean, there's a, there's a point when the slack has to go on the quarterback and the leader of the offense. Um, and I mean, he wasn't getting much help on the um, people around him, uh, but really just, I feel like he just, yeah, like you were saying, um, I feel like Wentz or Wentz just really needs to be at a fault because I mean, even though his weapons aren't the greatest in the league for any team, really, just uh, I I don't think he's really been able to really use it to his advantage at all, which is probably a problem in Philadelphia. Yeah, and uh, head coach Doug Peterson keeps trying to back up Wentz, just trying to get his confidence back up. I mean, I think I think that uh, enough is enough, and I think it's finally time to start getting hurts. I don't know where you guys stand, but that's I, definitely where I am. I agree 100%, 100% with that. And um, I, think, I think that's what we will see this week um, moving forward. And as long as Hertz keeps playing somewhat composed, then it'll be like that going forward. Um, yep. One game that we shouldn't put too much time into other than saying that the Patriots defense has just found the rhythm as of late. Um, Patriots 45 to nothing over the Chargers. Um, what does this do to your Herbert um, stock that you have for his rookie of the year campaign? Aiden. It goes way down. I know the rookie of the year award tends to be a quarterback, but this year it's not looking great because Burrow's been hurt or Burrow's now out for the year and Herbert just got 45 bombed against the Patriots who are uh, just hit 500. I mean, there's not much to say about this game, just a great performance by the Patriots and a horrific performance by the Chargers at home. Yeah. I mean, obviously it'll hurt, but like, I don't think that Justin Jefferson is going to win it. I mean, I think Herbert has it in the bag. I mean, despite how bad Herbert played last week, Herbert's came in and been lights out other than that game pretty much. And, like, there's no question that he's been better, better than Burrow. And especially with Burrow being out, it helps, obviously. But I think Herbert's had it ever since he's uh, made his debut and impressed us all. Yeah, and um, from the Patriots side of things, like um, – you know, if they win that game in Houston, a game they probably should have won, they had the lead late. Like, if, they, if that game goes the other way, then this team's sitting at 7-5, and five, and you have a very legitimate shot at making the playoffs, especially from where they were at just a few weeks ago, sitting at, oh, it was 2-5. and five. Like, that game is just haunting them. And if I'm Bill Belichick, then I know exactly who to blame for if they don't get into the playoffs, and it's because of that game that they kind of let get away from them towards the end. Yeah, um, they have a they have a lot of uh, just small error or small margin of error just looking ahead. I mean, sitting at the tenth spot, they really have to, they have to beat out the Ravens and the Raiders and really the Colts to get a playoff spot, which is gonna be pretty difficult. Um, they really just I mean, if they're gonna have a chance, they have to just really win their games. But this is not a control of their own destiny. They have to um, they have to really rely on some teams to in order to win. Yeah, and that's a really really good point by Aiden. I mean. 
like the Patriots, like even if they do like win out or not even win out, because that's probably unlikely, but like go three and one in these last four games, like a lot of stuff has to go wrong for them to make it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's a huge point. Um, The Broncos nearly won against the Chiefs. It was actually a a great game, a game that a lot of people thought should have been flexed out of Sunday night football. Um, Chiefs barely beat the Broncos. Oh, did I I messed that up, but uh, regardless, Andrew, what did you see from the Chiefs? I mean, I just wasn't impressed with them this game. I mean, there was the Tyreek Hill um, dropped touchdown, which obviously wasn't dropped. Um, but, I mean, the game was close and all, but, like, in reality, I wouldn't call it, like, a close game. I mean, I, I don't really know, like, what to call it other than a not-so-close game because, like, the score doesn't represent – how it was because like there's been t- there's a ton of mistakes that the Chiefs made there's no way that the Broncos could should have stuck with them for that long yeah I wouldn't call it a close game I would more say it was just close because of the Chiefs inability to get in the end zone in the red zone because they had I think it was four trips in a row where they got stopped inside the 20 and usually under an Andy Reid team Patrick Mahomes team they're able to punch those in but they weren't able to do so and um, had they gotten in the end zone a couple more times, and we wouldn't be talking about this game as one that was closer than it really actually was. Yeah, those red zone was really just hurt them, I think. But they were able to overcome it or overcome it. But also, uh, I felt like this game kind of close, but at, at the same time, I really didn't think it was that close just because I felt like the Tyree kill catch kind of just – that maybe kind of motivated the Chiefs a little bit. But um, – yeah, the red zone was kind of a concern for the Chiefs, but uh, I think, I mean, a little mistake like this, I think they should be able to figure it out before they head to the playoffs. Yeah, and uh, for all you fantasy uh, players out there, I actually dropped Harrison Butker. But uh, on the bright side, I picked up uh, the one and only Young Way Koo. So de- def- definitely a good decision on my part other than uh, last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, let's move on. The last game that has been finished up, Obviously, there's two more, one in progress, and then one tomorrow night. But the Washington football team unbelievably beat the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. We kind of touched on it a little bit early. Um, let's go a little bit more in depth. The Steelers, is this kind of the start to a trend we might see going forward of them maybe losing some of these close games? I personally think so. Uh, just I feel like they've had too many close wins uh, against lower-tier teams, and I can remember vividly just like, they, I feel like a lot of the stuff went to their uh, favor. Uh, and I've said this for a lot of teams. I mean, uh, stuff went the Steelers' way in, these, in a lot of these games. And I feel like if they're going to – they can't rely on these um, these bailout calls um, for them to win a game or, barely, or win by a lot. So just looking at, at like, the future in general, uh, they just really need to capitalize on the moments where, like, every moment they get, I feel like just they weren't able to capitalize it tonight and – Washington was able to capitalize on uh, one of the goal line woes uh, for the Steelers as they had a first and goal, I think, inside the one, and they were stopped. Yeah, and I'm going to give my little hot take. Um, I think the Steelers will end up 13-3 and three, or, or even 12-4 and because, like, these last four games they have are tough. I mean, they played the Bills, Colts, and Browns, and those are all three uh, respectable playoff teams. So, I mean – I don't think they'll lose all three, but I don't think they're as good as all these teams. I mean, the Bills are eight and three, but I'd still take the Bills over the Steelers 
And uh, same same goes for the Colts. I mean, the Colts aren't super good, but I still take them over the Steelers just because, like, everyone knows I don't like the Steelers that much. Because, like, people are over overhyping them. I mean, sure, they're, they're 11 and 0, but they're definitely not a, the best team in football. Yeah, um, no doubt. And it just seems like this team has just been on the right side of the ball uh, each and every week. Like, some of those games early that they won close, like the Giants game in week one, they won by 10 or whatever, but things, a lot of things had to go their way in order for them to win that. Um, obviously, the Titans game, a missed kick by Goskowski. Um, some uh, questionable officiating throughout the game of that one. Escape with a win there. And obviously, last week, um, they almost blew it to a team that was starting a lot of backup players against the Ravens. So it just seems like this team finally didn't get the good end of the stick in this one, and ultimately that's why they lost. And um, maybe that becomes a trend going forward. Yeah, I could definitely see them dropping some uh, more close ones. I mean, um, they've been super fortunate uh, to win some of these games and um, just playing the team at the right time. For example, the Ravens, like the Ravens are six and five, but they're, they're better than six and five and uh, they're playing a super injured team. So, I mean, you're, you're wondering like they, they only beat them by what five. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. you're wondering like, what if Lamar was there? I mean, they're starting uh, RG three and RG three uh, gets hurt and comes out of the game and they put in Trace McSorley, the goat. So, I mean, um, obviously, I think uh, Lamar Jackson would have made a change in that game, and I I just don't think their record displays how good they really are. Yeah, a a million percent. I agree with that. Um, As we kind of wrap this up, we're going to go through uh, the games next week and just kind of make our pick. So, let's just – let's make your pick and give one reason why you think they're going to win. Thursday night, Patriots travel to L.A. to take on the Rams. Rams are six-point favorites. Andrew, start with you. Uh, no question, Rams. I mean, the Patriots' defense is good. I'm sure they scored 45 points last week, but uh, I just don't see them beating in a L.A. team two weeks in a row. Yep, I'm going to go with the Rams. I agree with Andrew. It's just going to be tough to beat two teams, uh, two, two L.A. teams in the same stadium. Uh, I think it's hard to top the performance they had last week. Uh, yeah, and I'm going to go Rams as well, just because I think that this uh, Rams defense is going to be able to rattle um, Cam Newton well, and if they can force turnovers, turnovers for him, from him, I think their offense is better than some of these teams they've played. So uh, I'm going to go Rams in this one. Um, Sunday, the Titans travel to Jacksonville. Titans, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Uh, Aiden, what's your, what's your gauge? Uh, you know what? After that, not, not su- such a great performance by the Titans against the Browns, I think they're going to bounce back and – uh, beat the Jaguars in a, a great fashion by Derrick Henry calling it right now. Yeah, agreed. And uh, in week one, I think all of us did our lock of the weeks, and uh, I would call this the lock of the week for sure. I mean, I just don't see the Jaguars and uh, Mike Glennon uh, beating this Titans team. Um, I'm going to go Titans too, and ultimately, like, I, I mean, if I jinx this, then I jinx it. But if they lose this game, then um, – I mean, do they deserve to be in the playoffs? Like, I don't know. It just seems like this is a game that they have to win, and it'd be another division win for them, and they'd get to 4-1 and one in the division. So this is absolutely a must win for them, and it should be an automatic win. But um, obviously the Jags are pretty gritty, and it would just be very painful to watch a, a loss against the Jags. Yeah, um, and the, Jack, 
the Jaguars' first win was against the Colts. So you honestly never know what's going to happen. But with Mike Glennon, honest, the go uh, actually, you never know what can happen. Yeah. And wasn't the Jaguars' uh, first win in Week One against the Colts? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. So they're one and now. 11, 11 game losing streak. So yeah, I'm pick that twelve Titans as my loss as my lock. Okay. Let's move on. Texans travel to uh, Chicago to take on the Bears. Houston, two-and-a-half-point favorites. Um, Andrew, uh, who's winning this one? Um, even with the, the lackluster uh, targets of J- Deshaun Watson, I still think the Texans pull this one out. I mean, the Bears' pass, pass defense is, is obviously good with Khalil Mack and them. Uh, but I think David Don- Johnson has, has a pretty good game. Uh, looking at the game, I'm gonna say Texans. Uh, the line or the Bears' def- pass defense was. I'm gonna kind of disagree with what Andrew said. The Bears' pass defense is pretty bad, and I feel like they can take advantage of that. Kiki Kute could have an, a really good game. Um, also, you, David Johnson will have a pretty good game, but it will be tough against a tough run run defense like the Bears. But I'm gonna go Texans. Sorry, uh, I meant tough run defense and like uh, pass pressure. Yeah, that's fair. Definitely. Yeah, definitely mean that. Um, I'm going to go agree with you guys. I'm going to go Texans as well. Um, I just don't think this Bears offense has enough. And uh, they've put up numbers the last couple of weeks, but it seems like um, those numbers really haven't led to anything. And when one unit's working, when the defense is working, then the offense isn't. When the offense isn't working, then the defense is it. So um, just feels like a, a spot for the Texans to kind of bounce back after an ugly win last week. Um, Cowboys, Bengals, Dallas, four point favorite on the road um Aiden who do you have in this one you know I'm gonna go with the Cowboys here it's a a, an affair of two really poor teams in the NFL but I feel like at some point the Cowboys are gonna have to win a game um and I feel like Zeke at some point really just needs to play well and I just I don't I don't like Brandon Allen on the Bengals so I'm gonna go Cowboys yeah and uh same here no question Cowboys I mean uh, two very bad teams. I mean, I'm going to go no question, Cowboys. Yeah, I agree with you. And um, I don't know. I just – I don't think this Bengals team is capable of winning another game without Joe Burrow. And Brandon Allen is obviously a downgrade from the quarterbacks they had last year. So, uh, even though the Cowboys kind of stink, I just feel like this is a great chance of, of a revenge game for Andy Dalton. Um Something that has kind of been pushed under the rug. Not a lot of people have been talking about that. It is a revenge game, but should be interesting to see. Um, Chiefs-Dolphins, maybe one of the best games of the day. Chiefs are seven-and-a-half-point favorites in Miami. Uh, one o'clock game. Andrew, who do you have? Uh, I'm going to go Chiefs. I mean, I think the Dolphins' defense will, ha- will hold the Chiefs like 21 points, but in reality, I think the Dolphins can only put up uh, 10 to 13 to 17 against this Chiefs team. Yeah, I'm going to go Chiefs here again. Um, I just feel like the matchup of the Chiefs offense and the, the Miami defense is going to be a cool matchup, but I just feel like the Chiefs offense is too powerful. It's one of the best in the league, and I don't think they should have uh, too big of problems. Yeah, I agree. Um, um, I don't know. It, it would be it, It's kind of interesting to think about picking the Dolphins because this is obviously a spot where if they get a win here, then they're definitely in very good shape for the playoffs, but um, I just can't pick against the Chiefs, and especially with the Steelers' loss, they have a perfect chance to uh, win out and get the one seed in the AFC. Uh, next, the Cardinals travel to New York against the Giants. Who do you have in this one, Aiden? 
Um, I'm gonna go Cardinals. I mean, um, I, I don't think the Cardinals can lose much uh, to make the playoffs. And uh, people are saying that Kyle Murray is having an MVP caliber season, and obviously that hasn't gone his way uh, these last couple of weeks. But uh, I'm expecting a bounce, a bounce back for the Cardinals after that um, Rams loss last week. Yeah, I'm gonna agree again with Andrew. I just feel like uh, at some point that the Giants are going to have to start losing a couple games. But I feel like they're still solidified as most in the, their own division. But I'm going to go with Cardinals, uh, just part of the reason I don't think Gallman can really uh, match the performance he had against the Seahawks last week. Yeah, and this is probably a spot where I shouldn't be taking this team, but I'm going to go the Giants. Uh, it's definitely a big factor for West Coast teams to be going to the East Coast and playing at one. Uh, we saw this earlier with the Cardinals this year. They got drilled in Carolina um, in a 1 o'clock game. And I just feel like the Giants have the upper hand in this one. And um, obviously it's going to be a big factor whether Daniel Jones is starting or not. I'm not too sure about that. I could be way wrong. But um, I just I just like the Giants in this one. And if they have that same game plan as last week, then I think they're in good shape. Uh, next, the Vikings travel to uh, Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. This is actually a, a big game in terms of wild card seating, potentially. Uh, uh, Tampa, six and a half point favorites. Who do you got, Aiden? Tampa Bay. Uh, just the performance by the Vikings uh, last week. I know I'm not going to rely all my argument on that, but uh, just not a great performance against a, a, a one-win team. And I feel like Tom Brady at some point is going to have to emerge because they need to win soon. Yeah, and I'm gonna go uh, no question, Bucks. I mean, I don't think the Vikings can stop this uh, electric Bucks offense, and especially uh, I think it's historically known that Brady plays well coming off the bye. Um, so I'm gonna go Bucks. Yeah, I'm agree with you guys. I think the Bucks are the clear choice here, and that's without a doubt. Not much explanation. You guys kind of already went over all the the key stuff. Um, next, Broncos Panthers. Uh, Panthers at home in this one. Who do you have? Andrew? Um, I'm going to go Panthers. I mean, I just don't see them losing with the, the possible return of Christian McCaffrey. I'm hoping I really need him for my uh, fantasy first round. So, uh, yeah, Panthers, no question. And I'm going to go with the Panthers again. Uh, I just feel like even if they don't have Christian McCaffrey or if they do, which would definitely help them, I feel like they'll still be able to pull it off and Teddy Bridgewater should be able to and the Panthers defense should have a good performance against an, an interesting team like the Broncos, who had a, a decent game against one of the top teams in the league in the Chiefs. Yeah, and I'm going to go with the uh, Panthers as well. I mean, I just think this is a good spot for them. Broncos offer af off of a, I guess, if you will, a devastating loss. Um, I just think this is a good spot for the Panthers and maybe one where they can um, – keep that good young defense up, up to speed and maybe uh, get to Drew Locke and pressure him and force him into some uh, turnovers that I'm sure Matt Rule would like to see as a defensive-minded guy. Uh, one of the marquee games, the Colts travel to Las Vegas. This is a game that obviously could have wild-card implications. Um, Colts are three-point three favorites. Who do you have, Aiden? You know what? I'm going to go with the Raiders here. I just feel like the Colts um, kind of – I think a lot of things went right for them against Houston, and I feel like this uh, – it's not going to repeat, not going to be a pattern. I feel like at some point the Raiders are going to have to emerge, and I feel like that the Raiders – this is a must-win for them, and I think they can pull it off. Yeah, I'm going to go against you. I'm going to go uh, Colts. I mean, 
last year the Raiders just completely collapsed. Nothing after that Falcons loss that just killed them, and then they barely beat the Jets. I mean, I just don't see them bouncing back uh, from those two back-to-back horrendous weeks despite the win. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you, Andrew. I'm going to go the Colts as well. Just feels like the Raiders are kind of falling off the wagon a little bit, obviously getting blown out in Atlanta and then taking a miracle to beat the uh, Raiders, I mean, to beat the Jets on the road. So I just think that there's a good spot for the Colts. Um, Jets, Seahawks. Seahawks are 13.5-point favorites off of an ugly loss last week. Um, Seahawks, no doubt. Can we all agree on this one? Mm-hmm. No question. No question. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I don't think the Seahawks are planning on pulling any Raiders-type action in this one. Uh, Packers-Lions. This is uh, Aiden's game. It's kind of unbelievable that it's 425, but um, Packers seven and a half point favorites. Start with you, Aiden. The Cheeseheads. That's all I'm going to say. Sadly. Yeah, and uh, I'm actually surprised by Aiden's pick. I mean, being a Lions fan and being in the hunt, it's got to be uh, tough to pick against a team, but I'm going to go uh, Packers 100%. You say the the hunt like they're um, got a shot, but – uh, I'm going to go pa- Packers as well. I just think that this is kind of a good spot for Lions fans to be put out of their misery. Um, w- what are your thoughts on that comment right there, that little snarky comment I just made? No, that's fair. I just – I don't think there's any really chance of a playoff, obviously. And uh, I feel like the Packers are just too dominant of a team. I know they didn't have a great performance last week, but they're, they're the Packers and they have Aaron Rodgers. So it's hard to beat them. Yeah, no doubt. Um Saints Eagles. Uh, obviously, who knows who's going to be starting? We could have two very mobile quarterbacks at the helm: um, Taysom Hill and Jalen Hurts. Who's winning this one, Andrew? Um, I'm actually going to go. No, nah, I can't. I'm going to go Saints. I mean, I I wanted to pick the Eagles right there. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just don't see. I'm hoping the Eagles win because I'm a I'm a Saints hater. Um, and I, I would like to see Jalen Hurts do well. I mean, with his story, it's just phenomenal. I mean, Tua came and took a spot, transferred to Oklahoma, and now he's in the NFL. So um, I'm hoping for the Eagles, but I'm going to have to go Saints. Yeah, and I'm going to have to agree with you there, and I'm going to go with the Saints. Just it's kind of hard to pick against them, but just, I mean, you're just looking at the Eagles. I mean, you we, we have no idea who's going to be quarterback for them, so that's just hard to doubt. So I'm going to say Saints. I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, all the reasons you guys didn't pick them, I'm going to pick them for. I just uh, like this this chance. There's not a whole lot of tape on Hurts if he starts. And the Saints really haven't been all that impressive despite their huge winning streak, at least in the past under Taysom Hill. So I'm going to go the Eagles in this one. Andrew, your Falcons travel to the um, San Diego Chargers. It's not San Diego, but who cares? Uh, who do you have? Do you have your team winning or not? Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't see why uh, Raheem Morris doesn't keep these guys playing hard, especially when he's fighting to possibly get the head coach position. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to go Falcons. Yep, I'm going to be going Falcons here. Just awful performance by the Chargers, and I don't think it will get any better. I'm going to disagree with you guys, and I'm going to go with the Chargers. I just think this is a good spot for Herbert and company to kind of bounce back and, you know, get, get a get a big win. Um, obviously, Aiden picked the Chargers last week and it did not go well. So hopefully it's not the same deal f- with me this week. Yeah, I'm never picking them ever again. 45 bomb, dude. Yeah, don't worry. The Falcons are winning. Uh, we will see how that goes. Um, Washington football team up fresh off a huge win. 
travels to the 49ers. Last year, this game was 10 to nothing in a, a mud pile. I don't know how I remember that, but uh, who do you have in this one, Aiden? I'm going to go with the football team here. Just uh, They're uh, off of a really good performance against the Steelers. I think they're just going to continue, and they're going to get a good win against the 49ers. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to go against you right there. I mean, I think the 49ers win this game. Uh, it's must win for them to stay in uh, uh, the playoff race, and uh, obviously they got to win uh, this Monday night football game that's going on right now. So, yeah, I'm going to go 49ers. Uh, I'm going to kind of leave this on a hedge. I think that if the Niners win tonight, then the Washington football team wins next week. But if the Niners lose tonight, then I'm going to go 49ers. So, obviously, based on what our Instagram says is who I'm going to be picking. And, obviously, depending on this game tonight is going to be my pick. Um, Huge game Sunday night. The Steelers travel to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Um, Andrew, who do you have in this one? I don't even know why you're asking me because I think you know my answer. I'm going to Bills. Yep, I'm going to agree with him. He made a great pick. The Bills. Uh, Steelers are again. I'm going to say it every time. They they are overrated, and I don't that there's no. I don't think they should be 11 and one right now. They should be way worse. But I think the Bills are going to expose them on Sunday night. I think uh, I think the Steelers are winning this game. And um, the last time the Bills were in, they're in prime time right now, obviously. But one of the last times they were in prime time in a, a big game against an an AFC team. Uh, was my team, the Titans, and they got just absolutely exposed. I think the Steelers bounce back and win this one in in, a, in tight fashion. Uh, Ravens, Browns, let's make this one quick. Who do you have, Aiden? I'm going to go with the Ravens here. Just think um, they, they've kind of been in a little downpour, and I feel like at some point they're going to have to emerge. And uh, This is the game that they crushed the Browns early in the year. Yeah, and I'm going to have to agree with you. I mean, everyone knows that the Browns struggle with the Ravens, so I'm going to go Ravens, no doubt. Yeah, and I am going to be in unison with you guys. Just a, a good pick, and I think the Ravens have this one under control. Uh, well, that's it for us. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you like. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Make sure to like, rate, review, and you know the whole drill. Um, we will talk to you guys again soon, and peace out. Peace. Yeah. And also make sure to follow us on socials at All Access Sports Podcast, where we're all casting our picks every week. Yeah, make sure to check that out, especially because we're not doing – pods every week for college football and college basketball so you'll see our picks on there so uh just follow the socials make sure to go follow them and we will talk to you guys soon peace peace